Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This is Season 2, Episode 20, and we're reviewing Arrow Season 5, Episode 21, Honor Your Fathers. Or yes. perhaps my fathers. I don't care. And by we, I mean my co-host, Patrick Murphy Donahai. Hello. And myself, Seth Apple. Good day. <laughs> well. It is Honor Thy Father. Is it Honor Thy Fathers? That makes more sense. Honor Thy Fathers. Honor there Thy Fathers. That's that's the name oh. of this episode. Yes. I mean, let's give them that. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot more we're going to give them. No, no. During this episode. Um, I'm, I'm just going to, I know I've been doing this a lot lately, but I think I've been doing it with reason. I, I am going to, to come right out and say, um, that this was a filler episode. Oh my God. So much filler, even though stuff happened. Sort of like the, there was one thing that happened toward the end. Mm-hmm. But and that was, yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> I, and again, I, I'm just going to start out and say, well, not again, but I'm going to, you know, this is my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, put it out there. I did not care for this episode. Patrick, putting it out on Front Street, I'm his next door neighbor. Because, <laughs> gosh, boy, I didn't like this episode either. I, there wasn't even. There wasn't even like. There were some acting moments that yeah. I appreciated. Yes. Uh, but there weren't enough of them. No. Uh, Paul Blackthorne. Add some stuff. Is that Quentin? That's Quentin. Yeah. 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 Quentin. Uh, Quentin. Um, and he, yeah, especially he, he and Renee together. Yeah. They, they, they have great chemistry. They do. They really do. But um, I, I also really, I should learn his name, but the guy who plays Renee. Yeah. We don't I, know. I, his name. He, I think he's great. Yeah. I, I, well, he's I think great. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And there wasn't even like joy in this episode. There was no, this was heavy. It, it was heavy. I mean, there was a bit at the end, but you as the audience know that it's, let's, let's go through it. We'll let's talk get about it. it. <laughs> uh, so we start with Oliver walking back into um, City Hall. City Hall, yeah. Uh, Where he's met by Quentin and he's told that all of the Adrian Chase convictions have been overturned. And uh, that G, uh, that uh, Star City PD also said, I almost said GCPD, but that's wrong. That would have been Gotham City Police Department. Right. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Star City Police, are they're surveilling the criminals. Yeah. Right. That's what we got. And Which then, in and of itself... Yeah. Uh, for Adrian, that would be a great, that would have been a great plot. That would have been a great kind of revenge, like all of his like convictions. You getting know, overturned, right? Getting overturned. That's, you know, they don't even play that like that was part of his plan, which that should have been included as like, you know, another little fuck you. you yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I digress. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's there's some more stuff coming up. Um, but 
Then we, we get a we get a a, cl- a well, I guess he might be bomb squad. He uh, looked like it, well, it was weird because later they said they had to wait for the bomb squad, but that guy totally looked like bomb squad. Right, and he said there's a bomb threat. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a there's a suspicious suspicious package delivered yeah. to the mayor's office. The, the mayor's office, I'm assuming, is somewhere upstairs in City Hall. We're gonna we're gonna talk about. There's a bunch of stuff in this episode we're gonna talk about. Yeah, the the what? layout. Now, do you believe? And I think this is true. The children are our future. <laughs> Let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty that they have inside. Not this time. Okay. <laughs> you won't. But uh, that in the same building yes. that we're calling City Hall. We're calling the City Hall. Is the mayor's office. Mayor's office. Um, a bunch so, of meeting rooms. A bunch of meeting rooms, yeah. yeah. And then also SCPD. No, I think they just called him on the phone. Uh, I feel like Quentin and Renee, especially, who both work well. Oh, wait. Maybe. A, what is Quentin's role at this point? He's Quentin, a deputy mayor. He's deputy mayor. Okay. Yeah. Then I digress once again, just because I I keep thinking of him as chief it's okay. like one of the things I was thinking about, and I was actually thinking about, ah, time for a tangent, everyone. Here we go. Music. You're going to have to wait until we hit $300 a month and I can hire a composer. Yes. But for now, for now. Da, 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 it's a tangent. <laughs> so I was actually thinking about something along these lines. Uh, we'll call it fictional geography, right? Okay. Uh, in terms of a, a very lovely and very layered and very well-written series of books called The Orphan's Tales by Cat Valente. And if, if any of you are into folk tales and the Arabian Nights and nested stories and just generally good writing, I mean, you, you're going to have to pay attention. It is not necessarily easy to read, but it's definitely worth it. Um, go check out The Orphan's Tales. But what I was thinking is uh, there are at the point at which I'm in the novels, two cities mentioned. Actually, there's more than that. There's three. Unlike at the point at which two cities are mentioned, and they've been mentioned a couple of times. And then, in one particular story, we learn where they are in relation to each other. Right? But that's it. Like, that's all we have are these two cities, and we know that one is um, probably what we would call a Mediterranean city. I would say like maybe North coast of Africa type city. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other one is a Northern city, which I would given the way it's described place maybe in Scandinavia. Right. But so those locations of those two cities, and we know roughly where they are in relation to each other. Right. We don't even have that. <laughs> like we know that the current arrow headquarters is below Oliver's old campaign. Uh, headquarters, or yeah, it's below Oliver's old campaign headquarters. Okay, right. I thought it was. Well, is that also Verdant? No, the old nightclub. Because I thought no, it was under. It was there, but it's not anymore. At least, if Oliver's old campaign headquarters was in Verdant, then they built a little extension <laughs> with completely different decor. 
But we don't know where, I mean, we haven't seen shots of Queen Manor in a while, so I guess we can assume that in order to prevent paying property tax on it, was it was declared a company asset, and when Queen Consolidated got liquidated, that mm-hmm. Oliver and Thea no longer had the use of it. Like, we haven't seen that in three seasons. Right. Um, but we don't know where that was. We don't know where City Hall is. We don't know where the police station is. We don't know where the big hive cave was. No. We we don't know where any of this is. We just know that it's all in Star City somewhere. Okay, I'm going to call out to the listeners if there's call out to the listeners if you will. If there's anybody out there who uh, is a super fan and and maybe has an access or has created a schematic or a city planning, yeah, document, yeah, because for any of these cities for any, yeah, yeah, oh, any any anyone that within the universe where um because we've seen on episodes we've seen plans of the city of different buildings never talking about the ones i think we've seen city hall they've they've had the i believe they've had the plans for city hall i think they might have yeah or but if there's anybody who is like into that like city planning kind of thing and would have taken notice and perhaps sketch up sketch up your idea of what star city layout is and yeah. uh we'll we'll figure out a way to for you to get it to us there's always yeah, a we'll, page we'll talk about it on the we'll take a picture and we'll put it on our facebook fade page and i will tweet it yes and i will tweet it as well and yeah. with a kudos to you and i mean literally i'll go out and yes. buy the, do they still sell kudos the little candy bars i don't know snack bars? kudos were a delicious snack they were yeah they were and that's <laughs> Two tangents for the price of one. Two, two, two tangents in one. Okay. But uh, now we return. <laughs> to the second. Two. <laughs> so Oliver walks into his office and there's a big crate. There's like a big wooden crate. And it's like. The size I was of a basket. Or like, yeah. It's like, I was like, is William in there? Like. Maybe not alive, William. I'm like, what's happening? What's going on? And one of the cops is like, you know, Oliver's ordering the cops out and they're kind of not leaving. Like the cops are the only people on the show who don't immediately leave a room when Oliver asks for the room. He does that. Uh, And he does that a lot. Um, But the kid's like, sir, we really need to wait for the bomb squad. Uh, They think it might be concrete in there or some kind of building material. They think that would set, that's what set it off. But protocols to wait for that. And Oliver picks up a crowbar from somewhere. <laughs> like, apparently somebody brought up a crowbar with the crate. They're like, ah, hey, hey, you know what I mean? It's going to need a crowbar to open this thing. We better better take it up. You know, somebody with building services. Uh, That's right. Uh, okay. Facilities manager. Yeah. <laughs> so Oliver immediately grabs the crowbar and starts opening the crate. Now, here's the thing. We don't know what's in that box. He doesn't know what's in that box. Nope. It could be a bomb. Could be. Right? We know that Adrian Chase likes to make weird things explode, like the computer banks. <laughs> uh, and what bothered me about it is he didn't give the cops enough time to clear the room. No. Well, that'll teach him. <laughs> it sure will. <laughs> so he, he opens up this box, and it's a six-foot-long piece of concrete with a skeleton in it. Yeah. That's kind what of, it is. Well, yeah. 
And I guess whoever put it in the box, because it's already like the face of the skeleton and neck down to like the, like a bust almost. Yeah. Down, like they, like they the, uncovered the skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. Like they uncovered all of the skeleton. Yeah. Very carefully. So, yeah. And sent it so that when you open the box, that's what you saw. You immediately saw it's a skeleton encased in concrete. Right. In this very, like, again, right. crypt-ish sort of shape. Um, then we cut to the next, the next scene. Uh, and Dinah is there telling them that according to the dental records, it was a councilman who died in 2002. Yes. And I don't remember what his name was. His name was Councilman. Uh, I have it somewhere in my notes. Um, uh, he's not. No, no. <laughs> Okay, we're going to call him Councilman Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> uh, at least he's got chicken. Um, all right. So. Goodwin. Goodwin. Councilman Goodwin. Okay. It's Good. Councilman Goodwin. Um, <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> excuse me, I think. Do they also know at this point that. The, some, the concrete came from what used to be a queen consolidated site. Um, I don't think not yet. No, we don't have that yet. Okay. We so that, yet. that so is, that is going to come up later, but it's, it's councilman Goodwin. He disappeared in 2002. Uh, nobody knows why he was declared dead in 2003. And the question now is what's the connection. Right. Um, then we cut to the arrow layer. We cut to the arrow layer and Oliver's yeah. saying there's got to be a connection. Right. Everybody's there except Dinah. Right. So uh, Felicity goes to look some. Felicity, by the way, and since this all takes place in the same day, and you could tell because Felicity has not, will not change clothes. No. The entirety of the episode. So this is one day in the life of the Arrow, uh, of Team Arrow. Felicity is wearing this weird dress, <laughs> uh, which looks like a red skirt sewn to a white top. Mm-hmm. And the white top has an oval ruffle. Like when you close the shirt, it's got a ruffle from neck to, I'd say, end of breastbone. Yes. And, um, uh, but, but that's it's almost like that ruffle is hanging like a tie because behind it, there is a very open keyhole cutout. Right. Uh, no. Showing a lot of cleave. Well, yeah, I mean. And the ruffle covers it. The ruffle but, covers it. That's that's what's happening, right? If you if you were to certainly this shirt, this dress is not showing nearly as much cleave as they did in the episode of Legends. No, exactly. And she's also the tie. She's wearing what looks like a little. It almost looks like a string bolo tie. Yeah, it it's it's odd. It's odd. It was an I, odd choice. I called it her Mary in the Librarian dress. I agreed. Like <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's honestly like somebody in the costume uh, department was like. I love the music, man. And by God, I'm going to get this dress on the show. And Felicity will wear it because it goes with her glasses. And she that, has glasses and a ponytail. And that's and when she takes them off, she is so hot. 
Yes. Anyway. I think actually I really like her in glasses. Yeah. Like she she wears glasses well. They're very cute. And uh Yeah, like Emily, yeah. It, look, it's 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 Hollywood, it's well, it's Vancouver, but it's it's Hollywood, <laughs> it's a superhero show. Emily Bet Records is very attractive. No yes. no matter what her hairstyle or eyewear. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Agreed. Agreed. Uh so so they, from they're also, I mean, we also talk about the criminals in this scene, right? That got released? Yes. Yes. And we find out that one of the ones that got released was the guy who can't feel pain. Simon uh, Morrison. No, Simon Morrison is uh, Chase's actual name. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, um, Samson. 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 Hang on a second. I, I need I need to look something up. Okay. This is important. Yes. What are you what are you looking up? Eric Samson. Eric oh Eric Samson? Derek Samson. Derek Samson. Yeah. Who apparently feels no pain. He fe- because of he fell into a vat of chemicals. Of course. Right? Remember remember? Okay. Yet another uh, I mean I want to, you know, I'm going to petition to the Arrowverse and and just all the verses out there. Right. You know, when you're building your structures and you know these open warehouse layouts are going to have catwalks, railings, people. They're called railings. No, every every catwalk in the Arrowverse is designed by people from Star Wars. <laughs> because Star Wars, if you've ever seen any Star Wars property, oh yeah, no, those it, I'm, the, the, all, it is all like walkways with no railings over very high drops into very, yeah, yeah, very terrible things. So I just looked it up. Samson was introduced earlier this season, and the reason why it seems like so long ago for me is that I probably reviewed that episode before the break I took in January, which was about a month long. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right. And yeah. it just seems like forever ago that Derek Sampson is reduced, uh, was reduced, was introduced because, as you all know, I am watching these shows in universe order rather than show order. So for me, it's been something like 60 to 80 episodes since we've yeah. seen Derek Sampson. And but, he, he, pre-de- he predates my rewatches. So right. I did not rewatch his episode no so so there you go derek samson is one of the criminals and they're worried about him because he's a metahuman and he can't feel pain but is he impervious no he's not physically impervious to anything like one of the ways oliver beats him is by like slashing all of the tendons like slashing all of his major tendons but apparently he's got a healing factor Uh or something Okay. Yeah. We'll get more into that in just a few. Folks. Oh, we sure will. <laughs> um, so, so we know he's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one of the things I forgot to mention, this is one of the minor things, but just to jump back to the crate with the concrete in it. Uh huh. How'd they get that to the mayor's office? Fort how did they physically get it to the mayor's office? And how did Adrian chase mail it? With no return address. Like, what company that carries parcels was like, 
again, we're going to use the same voice that we did for the facilities guys. All right, we got a uh, six foot long uh, crate here. It's yeah. uh, weights listed is uh, what is that? A couple of tons? Does that say a ton? It says a ton. All right, that's fine. Right. We're going to deliver it to uh, City Hall. I didn't know DHL did those kinds of capacities. I don't know what this uh, accent is, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, they, what elevator did they put it in? What what dolly did they use to get it to his office? Yeah, and what I, there's well, he's the mayor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, oh, hey, I don't hey, know how many strippers are popping out of this crate, but uh, they're pretty hefty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, um, so we 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 get to. Uh, Is this the first Broadway flashback? It's our flashback, yeah, in the hey. uh, in the Cessna. Guess what, everybody? The Bradva flashbacks are back. Boy, have we missed those. We, know. Yeah. The, look, um, I will say this. The guy playing Anatoly is actually pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Pretty I, agree. Good. I, don't um, know, I don't know how much I love his accent, but... Uh, she's a fine Russian accent. No, it is not. It's a very American Russian accent. It is not terrible. It's Russian dialect. No, it is no problem. Look, blue jeans. It's blue. It's, it's Pepsi Cola Blue Jeans. Pepsi Cola Blue Jeans. Look, no problem. Right? You look the other way. I give you Walkman. Okay. Uh, uh, that was the 80s. Um, so, but no, I agree. That's very good. Yeah, I didn't even think about it, by the way. This Dolph Lundgren is once again playing a Russian bad guy. Yeah. As he has not done since Ivan Drigo. <laughs> yeah. Rocky Four. Yeah, I must break you. Okay. Um. So they're in a Cessna. It's stormy because we see them basically fly through a storm cloud, a, a, an opening in a storm cloud formation. Right. Uh, they're not wearing the earphones. Yeah. No. And they're talking to each other. Yeah. Now. Not only that, they play a uh, audio. They play a video clip on an iPad. Yeah. Um, which I don't. I don't remember where they got. I, I, I guess he saved the iPad from the book. I don't remember where he got the iPad. It's been way too long since that iPad show showed up for me to remember. Now, I'm trying to remember the first time he watches the, like when um, Robert uh, Queen recorded yeah. that message. The first time he's, well, no, that's, yeah. The first time he sees it, is it on an iPad or was it just on like? I don't remember. I don't either. I, I, do I, not, I, I would, don't remember at all. Yeah. Well, because you know he he's been off the island, so he could have picked up the iPad while he was off the island. He could have picked up the iPad while he was off the island. He probably did not. <laughs> Who knows? If you a and listeners, if you know the answer to this, if you, you remember, know, hit it. If up. you don't remember and you want to find out. Get us up to the seven hundred and fifty dollar level, uh, at we, which point we'll go back and record all of the episodes that I didn't record. And if you think we're moving slowly now, oh boy, when we go back to the beginning, yes, uh, I'm not doing plugs. Honest. Well, I'm doing the plugs that we usually do in the middle of the episode, which is as we think about it, yeah, just something as it comes up. These aren't these aren't official plugs. Yeah. 
these are um, thoughts and and um and uh uh amusings yeah. <laughs> about that just happen to be about they just happen to be about stuff we're offering mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It, now this is um like these brought the flashbacks even for this season are pointless and dull oh so you know, we we honestly talked through most of them yeah um because no yeah. information was being given on anything no uh there there is again one thing that happens near the end of the episode but if you've been listening you can probably guess what that one thing is and once again that one thing does not make a whole lot of sense no no okay uh this is a so, show full of teasers. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty much what it is. It's it's an, it's an entire show full of teasers. So that's our first Broadville flashback. Which takes us then to SCPD with Dinah and Quentin. Is it SCPD? I thought it was back at the mayor's office. Not yet. It's first. No, it no. Right. But we might have already talked to Bear. We didn't we didn't talk about this, but she's got the she's got a folder in her hand and she's like we found the DNA evidence. By the way, they got the dental in like two minutes. They got the DNA evidence in a couple of hours. Yeah. They, that's, I mean, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Um, so oh. she's, she's not happy about it. Uh, no. Quentin gives her a little bit of the business about why she's not happy. And then he looks at the folder and he's not happy about it. And no. we still don't know what's going on. Right. So then we cut to City Hall. And guess who's back? It's the Oliver. He's having a meeting. <laughs> yeah. And he's and then Thea is in the doorway and he says, Can we have the room? And everybody leaves without a word. They clear out faster than the the uh S what well, no S C P D does. Right. Yeah. It, certainly. <laughs> Uh, and the meeting was about a bond issue to pay for the overtime that he's got to pay for. So the SCPD can trail all of the people that are out because of Adrian Chase's that, that were like Adrian Chase's convictions. Right. But that can wait. My sister's in town. <laughs> he comes back and they talk a little bit and it's good to see her. And it's, you know, they're both glad to see each other. And then Quentin and Dinah show up. And they're like, oh, see ya, oh, hey, oh, uh, maybe we better not tell you what's going on right now. And Oliver's uh, like, maybe we could talk to you if, uh, for a minute. But yeah. no, he's like, just no. tell it. Yeah. And it turns out that the DNA under Councilman Goodwin's fingernails belongs to none other than Robert Queen. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So the assumption is that... Prometheus is framing Robert Queen for this murder. Uh, it's going to get out. It's going to ruin Robert's reputation. It's going to ruin Oliver's reputation. It's whatever. Um, and uh, and Oliver is like, you know, yeah, this is what yeah. he did once. He's just trying to screw with me. And, and, and by the way, we never see like we don't get any clips in the background of like Robert Queen murderer. Like we don't, we don't see any of this. They just talk about it. Right. Yeah. And at this point, they're also, uh, I believe they're, they're kind of hypothesizing that it could, it could be, this could be Adrian, um, 
Chase doing this, this, or it could have been something that his father set in motion. It, it, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Adrian's dad, not Adrian's dad, but they're talking that they're trying to find out what it has to do with. They were trying to find out before they knew that Robert Queen killed Councilman Goodwin, what it had to do with Oliver, what it had to do with Adrian, and therefore what it might have to do with Adrian's dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then uh, is what we do we do? And you. Oh, it's back to Lee. It's back to Lee and you. Yep. It's um, they've landed on what well, huh, Anatoly and Oliver have, have landed their little biplane and, on Lianyu, right. and they got this box that they're this, carrying on the beach. We don't know what's in the box except that there's an arrow what's in the, the box. box. What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? And they pick up uh, one of Deathstroke's old masks, uh, masks and like pin it to a a vertical piece of driftwood. Right. And we can well, kind of see. Yeah, it it washed up on shore. And you can see yeah. in the background, like the, the amazing. Yeah. Half By the way, that ship has. There's no reason to call the ship the Amazo, except that the villain in the flashback that season was Doctor Ivo, who of course built the android Amazo. But nobody in their right minds would name a ship Amazo. No, no, no. unless they were five. I would. I would name a ship. Yeah, boy. Mm, yes. <laughs> I would name a ship. Probably something that was a reference to something that happened in Irish mythology. Of course. Yes. Of course you would. And yes. it'd be impossible to spell, and it would have just a bunch of consonants. <laughs> the name of the Patreon is Welsh. <laughs> we all know the Welsh have no vowels. But in, Irish, in, in Gaelic, in Irish Gaelic, there are too many vowels and too many consonants, and you can't pronounce any of them by looking at them. Okay. That's the way it works. Anyway, so we have another pointless flashback to Lee and you, and that's it. Yeah, that was it. Um, then we cut back to City Hall, and we get we have um, a very happy, uh, especially for him, Renee. Renee. Coming into Quentin's office, letting him know that he has uh, secured a hearing date Court date. He doesn't know it's a hearing yet. Court date. Yeah. Court he's, date. He's uh, secured a court date for his custody hearing for Zell. Yeah. His daughter. And he's he's happy about that. And Quentin's happy about that. And Quentin calls Renee Haas in a turnabout. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. I thought yeah. it was very cute. And, um, and I mean, really- it, was a, it was a nice scene. It was a nice little scene. Yeah. Again, chemistry between them, good relationship between them, but that's about it. That's that's about all that scene did. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that other than to tie into the general theme of fathers and children in this particular episode and to advance Renee's story, which I guess is reason enough, it just felt honestly – it honestly felt a little bit tacked on. Yeah. It, yeah, like it, it like, definitely seemed shoved in there. Yeah, it was it's like they're like we're eight minutes short this episode. Oh, that's right, we haven't talked about Renee and his kid. Right. Yeah. Um. And yeah, for his, I mean, and within the number of scenes that we go through in this episode, there are maybe three. three. There are three. <laughs> three of these. This about this whole Renee. Three. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, from there, we go to the arrow layer. And we where got where Felicity is telling uh, John yeah. Big that she has discovered that the earth in which the concrete was buried, which is weird because I'll tell you, the concrete block looks perfectly rectangular mm-hmm. and very, you know, clean. But there's enough earth around it that uh, Felicity can tell that it's got a very high copper content. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does not look like it had been buried. No, it looked it, no, it looked like a perfect concrete slab. Yeah. Like right. I said, that had been kept in either a crypt or mausoleum or something. You know. Right. Um but no and, there's soil and there's copper. And we know that because of that, it's a, it used to be it was an old queen consolidated site. So Oliver goes from there to saying maybe that's the message. The message is here I am. Yeah. So then I believe we cut over to that building, don't we? We to the stakeout, yeah. Oh, this, oh that's, that's right. The stakeout. Which is happening at night. Yes. Yes. And uh, Mr. Terrific mm-hmm. and Black Canary 3 yes. are surveilling Samson. Cool. And Samson and his guns are in some kind of a warehouse. The guns, goons, and mm-hmm. are in some kind of a warehouse. Yes. And they're carrying automatic rifles. But um, Curtis points out that that might not actually be a crime. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so then we we cut to um, outside the building with Dig and Oliver. Um, yeah, and I I didn't I don't know what building this is. Uh, it's, it's like the Oliver something building. It's named after Oliver. That's right. He did say it was named after him. And they, there was the name of it. They had the name of it for a second, but I forget what it was. But it's it's a building named after Oliver. And Dig says that the building's been empty for a month because there was a toxic gas leak. Now, let's roll that back. <laughs> this is an enormous office building. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't call it a skyscraper exactly. No. But uh. it's. I'm going to say it had to have at least 30 floors. Right. All of those people have been moved out of this building for a month because of a toxic gas leak. Yeah. Tuberculosis. No. (laughs) Sorry. No. What? It's like, no, there's toxic gas and it's continually leaking. Yeah, they haven't fig- they haven't figured out how to turn it off. <laughs> Just a week would have been fine. Or it contaminated. Maybe it was maybe this structure was just filled with um soft porous surfaces <laughs> that absorbed. Right. It just it sucked the gas right in. It sucked the gas right in and uh, they haven't been able to remove all <laughs> the soft goods. It doesn't now, make- no, yeah. It does it does make sense. Now there's a reason that they they have it for a month rather than a week, but I I will tell you right now that both a month and a week are not long enough for the thing that happens to happen. Correct. Neither of those are long enough for what it, it, no. Mm-hmm. Um so 
Uh, All of them did go into the building. Yes. And then we cut back to the arrow lair. Uh, what do we do there? Um, witness. Is that where Felicity calls for help? Yes. Okay, then we, we have to tell we have to tell you about what happened to Oliver and Dig when they were in the building. Well, hold on. Cause we also have witness ref shit. When your notes folks, when you're taking quick notes and you're yeah, taking, quick notes. <laughs> sometimes yep. you're uh when you make uh abbreviations, they don't give you enough information. I think this happens I think this bit that bit happens after this whole sequence well in come quentin and renee with news of coleman kaufman kaufman who's who's the attorney who was the attorney for uh adrian yeah um okay so this yeah so i that first part must be um, where what happens to Oliver and Dig happens. Okay. Because, yeah, they're out of it by that part. So, okay. Um, so they go I'm into the building. We're going to rewind. We're going to rewind. We're going to rewind. Oliver and Dig walk into the building. It's not clear what floor they're on when this happens. I feel like it must be the lobby because they feel I like guess it's all the lobby. sub. Yeah, they, well, yeah. yeah. Um, a booby, tra- they spring a booby trap. They spring a booby trap. And what happens is that a perfectly rectangular piece of flooring, <laughs> which looks to be solid and made of perhaps metal, yeah. falls. Yeah. Does it fall or does it open? It falls. It falls. I think maybe it opens. Whatever. Trap door. Trap door. Trap. And Oliver and Dig fall, I'm going to say, about 20 feet down with no adverse effects. No, they land flat-footed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Into a room. And the reason I'm going to say 20 feet is because they can't, like, one of them can't stand on the other one's shoulders and then climb out of it. Correct. No, I would agree 20 feet. The minute they... Hit the ground. a, a, A slide opens... And a liquid starts to come out, which we're told is concrete. Yeah. Now, I'm not a construction guy. I'm slightly a construction guy. My father All uh, right. owned a general contracting company. Oh. So, well, then, Patrick, in your experience, does concrete at any point look like dirty water? Not if you ever think it's going to set. Okay, there we because, go. Yeah, because um, when the concrete starts pouring in, it's rushing in as if someone had flushed a toilet. Yes. And so the consistency of it, the consistency of concrete that especially, again, if you ever expect it to set, should be like a thick milkshake. And this is this is honestly like somebody turned on a faucet. Yes. So and it is filling up fast. Yeah. It is filling up very quickly. So, so the other thing uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Thing, go ahead. The other thing about concrete or cement is it has to be mixed. You can't just make it up, 
put it in a vat for yeah, which a, will happen later um, indiscriminate amount of time and then expect it to be able to pour into somewhere. It will set. So unless you have a mixer, i.e. a cement mixer or a con, you know, yeah, yeah, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> it can't happen. Or all you're getting is the water that's on top of all the settled cement that's down at the bottom if it should happen to separate and not set as a block. Right. So and that's all I'll say about that. Sometime, and it must have been within the last month, right? Because mm -hmm. that's how long the building has been empty for. It's been empty for a month. Adrian Chase has actually been, from what I can recall, pretty busy during the last month. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But apparently one of the things he did, one of the things he did was to build a trap door in the lobby of a building that leads down into a room which has no other function than to fill up with concrete, which he has arranged so that enough concrete will just come to fill up this room. Yeah. Again. No. <laughs> Look, I don't know how, no, it's... Yeah. No, the concrete machine. And how is he doing this by himself? Right? Are there evil contractors? Exactly. So once again, we're going to go to this. Uh, so uh, what you want me to do here is uh, just building your classic uh, concrete fill-in trap in a lobby of this building. Okay, hey. all right. Hey, Joey. Uh, hey, <laughs> me and the boys will get on it. We're going to be working day and night. So we're going to have to charge you a little extra, but it's like... I'm looking at these plans, and this is never going to work. We gotta have never gonna work. Oh, he's going to be paying us a lot of overtime, because somebody's got to pay you. This concrete cannot That's sit here for a month. I'm going to tell you that right I tell you what. No, but... Possibly. Possibly the only... The only... Way... That... I could see... Again, the construction of this booby trap would have taken a month, period. At least a month. Then you leave specific instructions saying that, okay, we're sending the corpse to the city hall on, on this day. From this day on, we need 24-hour workers making sure this concrete doesn't set. So just minding the, the concrete cement mixer, making sure it's ready. Which but, someone would hear that type of machinery yeah. in an abandoned building. Yeah. And there's... Uh, it, also, does again, he have just unlimited money? I, again, <laughs> I don't know where he's getting his funding from. I mean, well, I've already said I don't know where Oliver Queen's getting his funding from, but... Yeah. Um, but it, well, I mean, Oliver's tech, at least we can believe he had built up a cachet of money for that. Somewhere, like, there was, there was enough queen money that was not affected by queen consolidated going into liquidation that he's been living on for the last several years. Right. But this guy, this age, but this, 
this chase guy and the 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 machinery to the machinery he would have needed to make the concrete part of that happen alone, right? Because the concrete's got to be at a certain height because it's flowing down and the, the, the shoots have to be strong enough to carry the concrete. And none of this stuff is in a building. Like he's not using stuff that's in a building to make this. He had to build this specifically to do it. And there's no way he got it done in a month working by himself. Correct. No, no, no. I mean, he definitely no. would had had to tap into some criminal funds, maybe, or you know, I, I mean, he is the throwing star killer, but perhaps he was also somehow tied into big mafia, big money, big. I big don't know. Man, that would have explained that. Would have explained where he was able to get the evil contractors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evil Union 306, you know. Evil Union 306. Hey, oh, hey. Or maybe okay. Evil Union contractors and lab assistants. 666. Oh, yes. Yes. There we go. So we cut back to the arrow lair. Uh, they tell Felicity they're in trouble. Felicity tells um, Curtis and Dinah that uh, Ollie and Dig need help right as they're about to follow Samson to do whatever he's, you know, to watch whatever he's doing. Yeah. And then Quentin and Renee. Yeah. So immediately we do not, there is no sense of a passage. There's no sense of a passage of time. No. Like the scenes are happening slightly out of sync, I guess with the, or they, we don't care. <laughs> we go back to, and the, like the, the, the cement's not like, it's not particularly full. Right. It, it, you know, it's about, uh, calf high at this point. Yeah, because, something like that. Because the room they fell into, it was not it's like an eight by eight room. Yeah, it's it's got a lot to fill up. Yeah. Um, but we don't see that they're in any more danger than they were when they called Felicity when all of a sudden there's Morse code tapping as if someone gently rapping, <laughs> rapping at the upstairs floor. You could have said they're changing. It's terrific <laughs> that <laughs> only him and nothing more. Nothing more. Well, yeah. it's, it's fear. <laughs> yes, it's fear. And of course, Dinah's there too. Yeah. So, but yeah, they tap out in Morse code. Get back step or get back. clear. Huh? Something. What'd you say? Get back, step, get, get clear, back. whatever, step yeah. back. So Dig and Ollie crowd into the corner of this room, moving easily through the liquid concrete. And because it's water, spheres. <laughs> cut a perfectly circular hole yeah. through what looks like at least eight inches of metal. Oh, more than eight inches. Yeah. Oh yeah. We forgot about that. There was a sliding top. There was a sliding metal top that was also installed, right? right adding to the construction time and costs. So, which makes me believe that yeah. the plate they were standing on dropped down. Right. They fell down on, landed on top of it. And then another one, Slid, cl- okay. slid, yeah, yeah. So but, that threw this thing, which I it looked to me like two feet deep, two feet thick. So it was very thick. So yeah, we decided, thick. I guess, by the way, that Curtis's T spheres have whatever is necessary for the plot. Swiss Army man, <laughs> yeah, because in addition to being able to take video and audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, have speakers in them so that you can talk to somebody who's in the same room with the T-Sphere. 
have an adrenaline needle ready to go. Yeah. Explode on command, but don't get destroyed in that process. They also have lasers powerful enough enough to cut instantly through quite a bit of metal. Yes. Very okay. So do we think they are big balls? (laughs) They are. Those balls are amazing. Um, They are. Uh, (laughs) And that parody is going to be on the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do we think that the specific balls do different things? I've been wondering about that, but he's only got two of them. Maybe this is one of the Argus ones. This is the Argus. The upgraded Argus. Yeah. I don't know. But from there, they get cut out, and then we pop right over to uh, City Hall. City Hall, where Ollie and Thea are waiting in a meeting room. Yes. And, and in comes a guy who turns out to be Kaufman. Yes. The- and they tell him what they want. They tell him what he's there for, and he's like, look. I would like to provide an alibi for your father, but I'm not the one who killed this guy. And also here's this. It's a thumb drive. Mm -hmm. Well, what's that? I was told to give this to you by whom Adrian chase, or as I know him, Simon Morrison. Yep. You mean, you know who this guy is? Yeah. Not only that, he's known all along. So you've known this entire time? He's like, that man is terrifying. Yes, so is the FBI. <laughs> and, and and he tries to use, well, because it should be mentioned that he was, like I said, before, I think I said earlier, that he was Simon's dad's lawyer. Simon's dad's lawyer. Yeah. And so he, when they're like, well, what the hell, man? Why haven't you come forward? Why haven't you said anything? He tries to use attorney-client privilege. Which, which sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get in trouble for that. Like, you think you're going to get disbarred for breaking attorney-client privilege? Yeah, my client was a serial killer, and I said nothing. Oh, okay. All right. Right. And he was his dad's lawyer. He's not yeah. his lawyer. No, he's not Simon's lawyer. So, again... No attorney-client privilege. Right. And Thea, de- Thea demands that he tell them. He, Thea's like, you know something else. Tell us. That's when he invokes attorney-client privilege. So it might be something that he that Simon's dad said. But Simon's dad is also dead. So I'm not sure attorney-client privilege can be invoked in that situation either. There's no client. There's right. just the attorney. Yeah. Anyway, we're not legal guys. If yeah. you are, yeah. please comment on our Facebook page and let us know. I know we got some lawyers out there. And if I have to, I'll I'll pull in the clink tank lawyer. The clink tank lawyer, that's right. <laughs> uh, so But then and we may have to deal with Matt, Matt Bachman in that situation too. So. Matt Bachman, yeah. that's right. Well his wife is the clink. His tank. wife is the lawyer, right. It's Matt Bachman's wife is is the clink tank attorney. Yes. Please forward all legal concerns <laughs> to her. As we often do, and she often yeah. tells us stop telling people that (laughs) she doesn't she's lovely hi sarah um Uh, okay so so, yeah 
Then we cut to Lian Yu. Where they're staring at a bunch of graves, and basically the only thing Anatoly says worth remembering is that you're always paying for the sins of people who came before you. Who's going to pay for your sins? Right. Like, you're going to pay for your father's sins. Who's going to pay for yours? It was kind of like the titular situation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's and then what do we have to? Huh? Oh, from there we go to City Hall. Oh, okay. And uh, right. Yeah, Felicity. Oh, is this the other Quentin Renee scene? Say again. The other Quentin Renee scene? No. Uh. Yes. Yes. We. This is okay. where um, Renee is finding out that it's an actual trial. A hearing, and a he's, hearing, and he's going to have to recant, uh, retell all the stuff that he said about his wife, right? So her drug addiction and her death, and and he like he doesn't like want to put a child through after that, and he's worried that she's like going to be traumatized by it, and Quentin is like she's going to be more traumatized if you don't show up to that hearing, and they go back and forth, and Quentin gives a speech about how if you're there, you can get custody, and then you can make her memories after that really good. Right. Yeah. And that's that. That's that. And then I think we got to the error layer. Uh, then we go to. Uh, no, we actually then go to the chemical. Heist. We can't. We can't do that yet because we need to talk about the chemicals. Maybe we skipped over that. Maybe. We're going to rewind. Okay. But no, I mean, this is going to be, this is the first time we see Samson. We see him, he gets a little spilled on him, then we cut away. Right. But that's, we don't know about that chemical until we're told that what he did when uh, Dinah and Curtis couldn't follow him was to go pick up two other chemicals. Okay. Right. All right. And we find out that those two chemicals is that oh were, yeah. were two of three that Adrian's dad used in his scheme to spread tuberculosis. Now, folks, I'm not an epidemiologist. Guy. Uh, and <laughs> speaking of which, neither are your friends from high school. So please stop listening to them about coronavirus. <laughs> um but tuberculosis spreads quickly. Yes. It, it, I am not sure what chemicals you're using that help you to spread tuberculosis. But that's, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. Yeah. But uh, Felicity's like, they took these two chemicals. The third isn't sold anymore uh, because it's dangerously unstable. And that's the uh, cyclotrizine. Cyclotrizine, right? Yeah. So then we cut to uh, oh, by the way, we're told that they raided a nearby lab. Mm-hmm. And we assumed that it was cord, it was cord industries. Yeah, anytime they don't say Specific. It's a court industry. Industry. Right. Yeah. 
So then we cut to where the cyclotrizine is, and they're like, I, I assume based on what happened that somebody stuck a, a tube into a vat of cyclotrizine to start, and somebody else went. <laughs> it sucked on the end of it, and then they—that's what they're doing to. Yeah, yeah. So. Samson comes by, one of the guys spills some on him. You can see it's acid eating away at his skin. And he's like, that's fine. Pain's just another prison and I'm free. Now we're going to see his arm again at other times. And at no point does he have a big weird red patch on it. No, no. No. Nor any. Yeah. Not even a bandaid. No, no. And that's not the worst of it, folks. (laughs) (laughs) We, we cut to outside. And they're loading, some mooks are loading this stuff up onto a truck. And there's a small explosion. And Oliver and everybody come out of a nearby doorway. Now, this cyclotrizine is supposed to be unstable. Yeah. And And unstable in superhero show slash comic book parlance always means explosives. Right. Explosive. Like, you never. So, but nothing happens. It doesn't react to the sudden burst of heat and light. Yeah. It's fine. And they proceed to go in and guns ablazing. Guns ablazing. Yeah. And uh and you got Dinah, Dig, um Oliver and Renee's not there, I don't Renee's think. Not there. No. Curtis? I don't think Curtis is Curtis is not there. All right. So it's just it's, it's just Dinah, Dig and Ollie. And at one point, Samson like looks up and says, where's your friend in green? I was looking forward to killing him. And Oliver, I believe, shoots him. Yep. A few times about the, the shoulder. Yep. About the chest and shoulder. And now. He doesn't even stutter. He doesn't stop, which is fine. He doesn't feel pain. But when bullets go through your ribs and your lungs and your shoulder, you can't really take a full vat of chemical a full, or a full barrel of chemical and throw it <laughs> up into the air. Also should be mentioned, no blood is seen anywhere. No, no. And he's wearing a leather jacket, right? Like it's not uh, – at no point do we have any hint that the leather jacket might be like Kevlar leather. Or even or, Kevlar underneath it. It doesn't – no. We, we don't hear any of that. No. But – in the ensuing acid splash, which honestly would have taken about three seconds of real time, but we get a little bit of slow-mo, he manages to get away, and then Felicity calls Oliver to tell uh, him that Thea has something to say to him. And we did miss a small scene. Thea and Oliver are discussing the thumb drive that they got, and Oliver's like, I don't need to watch what's on that thumb drive. I know my dad wasn't a killer. And yeah. it's like... Wasn't the whole point of your dad is that he was really sleazy and he like worked with Malcolm Merlin and a bunch of other people and like, yeah, to come well to compile the list. Yeah. But he supposedly hadn't done of the, any of the, uh, the glades stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and he did. Yeah. In that same scene, he's like, look, I'm not going to another reason he wasn't going to look at the 
the clip is because that's what Adrian wanted. He's like, I'm tired. Right. We wanted, I'm tired we, being. We didn't, want him to, we didn't want him to get in Oliver's head again. Right. Because then we'd have another episode, at least, of he got in your head. Yeah. What, what did he do to you? He got, what? got in your head. I will say there was not that I can recall. Or maybe you've been asleep the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there wasn't a repeaty line this episode. No, there was not. There was not. Yeah. Um, the closest to it would be like the stuff with Anatoly. Yeah. But uh, that, even and, that, there wasn't a, a, a repetitive line. We didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that. <laughs> that could we were, there was a lot of, was a lot of chat <laughs> during the Bratva scenes. I wonder why. Because they're terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Like they're like, well, we we need to explain that Bratva tattoo, and we have a whole another year before he gets rescued, and that was uh, yes. brother. Anyway, so moving. Um, so yeah, so now we get back to City Hall. We're back at the Arrow there. We're back at City Hall, and um, they watch the they watch the. Oh right, and Thea's what watching. we see, yeah. And then he, she makes Oliver watch it. Correct. But what? Yeah. And what we see is Robert Queen and another man, Councilman Goodwin, mm-hmm. arguing on a walkway with no handholds, no rails, no railings. Yeah. By a vat of cement over what we have no idea. Before they, the argument gets heated. There's a little pushing and shoving, and Robert Queen pushes this dude into a vat of cement, which has the same property, by the way, as the cement we saw earlier. It looks like dirty water. Question. Answer. Are we to assume? Yes. That where Oliver and dig fell in the boob trap. Yes. Is that where that, piece of cement was so say that piece of cement was cut out to make that hole so that the booby trap could then be set um the the cement was cut out from that room yes maybe because that i mean it's certainly it's certainly possible she was saying that the with the soil and the copper that it would come well, but that was the thing there didn't seem to be any earth around it no because, because yeah. you know, in his month of building, he he had to lay in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about the corpse in the cement. Oh, we talked a lot. <laughs> We're going to talk some more now. We are going to talk some more because I have got some things to say. Okay. All right. First of all, let's start with the DNA evidence, which required that some of Robert Queen's DNA be under Councilman Goodwin's fingernails. These men are both fully dressed. They're wearing suits. It did not look like at all they came into skin-to-skin contact with each other at any point. Well... They could, they could have 
like in grappling. They could have he could I, have gra- gotten skin off his hand. He could have gotten skin off. He his, could have. Yeah. But it didn't look like even when he was falling that he grabbed his hand. I will. I will also say that as far as I could determine, because it's a very short clip. Yeah. It looked like it was an accident. That's, no that's what I was going to say. I was like, there is no reason to have covered this up because with security, with the security footage, it absolutely looks like an accident. Yeah. Yeah. But Robert Queen covered it up, right? He took the security footage. So let's <laughs> now let's talk about this. Sometime in the last five years. In addition to becoming DA Mm -hmm. and taking a year off to get training Mm -hmm. and becoming Prometheus, Mm -hmm. Adrian Chase had time to track down a mystery that was sometime, uh, some, something between 10 to 15 years old. Yes. Solve the mystery to determine that Councilman Goodwin was in the foundation of a queen consolidated building. Mm -hmm. Trace his death to Robert queen. Find the damning footage. Yeah. And put it all together. And we don't know where Jimmy Hoffa is. What? I said we don't know where Hoffa is yet. We haven't found Jimmy Hoffa. Oh well, he's in he's in the foundation of the uh, Renaissance Center in Detroit. There we go. Mm-hmm. Now, now we know. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Thank you, Patrick. I'm glad you've cleared up the mystery. <laughs> okay, but that that whole that whole plot thread beggars belief. Oh yeah, I mean. Again, he would have well just those things because those are specific to things that he would have had to do. Like right. those were on his honeydew list, if you will. But what did he like did he just start looking into the death of Councilman Goodwin? Like did he hear an old rumor that Councilman Goodwin's buried under Oliver well, Tower? I mean let's assume that his dad had some some head start on some of these conspiracies or theories about some Robert. piece of information. Yeah. Some piece of information. But then in a month in that building. Yeah. No, I mean these fine. the timeline is 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 fucked. Sorry. Right. They're, they're, yeah. Without without tearing down the vet, because again, the dude falls into a vat of cement, right? Mm-hmm. He, and that vat of cement isn't going to just stay as a vat of cement. They're it, it, they're not going to be like here is the foundation. It is a cylinder of cement, and we have placed several of those cylinders of cement under this building. That's not the way foundations work. No, no. I mean, again, what possibly 
if they were going to do it, like they would have, what Robert would have done is take, cut him out of that circular coin, if you will, uh, yeah. of cement into just his, you know, kind of what was delivered to queen industries, like a, like a, a right. uh, cement coffin. Right. And then buried that cement coffin in new cement in the foundation of the building. But where, where did Chase find, how did he, mm, yeah. Uh, he would have brought the building unless he were lucky enough to have won the lottery. He would have brought the building down on his head, chipping into it to find this body. And again, the block of cement that was sent didn't look like the body had been accidentally discovered. No. It looked like the person knew exactly where the body was, managed to uncover it without damaging any of it, yeah. and then carve a perfect rectangular solid of cement to send to the mayor. Well, they used an X-ray, one of those like uh, X-ray um, metal detector kind of things. Oh yeah, and that just that and that's how they saw where the body was, and then they had oh. similar to, <laughs> oh. similar oh. to a T sphere. They had one something that a perfect laser that could cut. That could cut the thing. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. No, it's ridiculous. It, and and it's it's again, it's like Robert Queen killed somebody. So what? Yeah. Right. Like Adrian's trying to get me to question the whole genesis of what we're doing because it starts with my father asking me to, yeah, it starts with your dad asking you to clean up his mistakes. Yeah. That's what it starts with. Guess what? If he accidentally killed somebody, it's a pretty big mistake. Yeah. But it's, it's just like, why do we care? Why do we care at this point? What Robert queen did? We don't, we don't. I think it's supposed to affect Oliver more than, it's supposed to affect like the well also the people of star city are are pretty fucking stupid well also the people of star city at this point they're like the story comes out robert queen killed somebody yeah last year there was a nuclear terrorist living under our feet uh <laughs> i think we could deal with that okay but at 58 minutes <laughs> Or we're well, we're well over fifty-eight. We're, we're well over fifty-eight minutes. I, I'm sorry. I just the the sheer amount of they don't expect the writers and, and again shooting fire shots firing shots fired. Uh, the writers clearly don't expect anyone to think about what they're writing. It's just so. There's a lot that they're asking just to take on blind faith. And it's, uh, as you can tell, we're both very tired of it. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like, it's, it's again, I said it before. I'll say it again. It's lazy writing. If it's you, lazy writing, how are like, we supposed to care about the characters you're presenting to us? If you don't seem to care about the characters you're presenting to us, where, where's Prometheus getting his funding? How was he able to suborn an Argus agent? 
First of all, how was he able to suborn an Argus agent and not have somebody in the U.S. Marshals? Like, why did he need to kill his escort? Yeah. To, like, how does he even know that Argus exists? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, well, is, is this another one of those things where he just followed Dig around long enough? How does he know that uh, the, um, gosh, uh, that the, the cloak, uh, 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 demon's head. Um, oh, Rachel Ghoul. Like Rachel Ghoul and, and the League of Assassins. Then, How does he know they exist? Backing down Talia. And then. Yeah. These, and, these secret societies, not so secret. I guess not. Oh, geez. It just, it just hurts. And the, again, like, I, I know we're an hour into this plus whatever it was we recorded before I went to the bathroom. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, Councilman Goodwin's disappearance. That's somehow going to magically link into what I'm doing. But, yeah, this was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So All right. now we cut to Lee and you. And we have a tearful goodbye with. Between Anatoly. Oliver and Anatoly. And that's it. The, the plan is that Anatoly is going to come. This is yeah. This is supposed to be the 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 point where Oliver lights his signal fire, yeah, and gets rescued off the island to go back right. to Star City. Right, but the plan is that Anatoly's going to bribe a fisherman. Let me take a moment to puncture that balloon. <laughs> the fisherman is not going to not going to be like not going to tell anybody. Yeah, remember that rich kid that got off the island. Somebody bribed me to take a boat the out Russian there. Russian guy bribed me. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like that's not, no one's going to pick up on that. Anyway. So then we cut that's but that's all we need to know about that scene in land. Yep. That's it. And then we cut to the arrow layer where they're like, they can use these, no, these three chemicals are much more refined than what the guy was using five years ago uh, to spread the tuberculosis, right? We're not told how somehow these three chemicals can help to spread tuberculosis. What we are told is that these three chemicals can make, and I quote, a biological agent that we don't have a cure for. You know, it would have been a lot easier and more believable nerve gas. Yep. Agreed. You can't just combine three random chemicals and get something biological, much less a disease. Yeah, no, you right. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Mm-mm. Viruses have DNA. They are replicating DNA. Bacteria have DNA. You can't just take three random chemicals and whoops, it's producing DNA. DNA that, by the way, is tuberculosis or harmful to humans. No, yeah, or even even I would have even taken will. This chemical will cause symptoms that replicate tuberculosis. Sure, you know, fine. That's what it let us know. If you're just dying for something, <laughs> die. But if you're yeah. just dying for something that people can say, oh, well, I know what that does to a body. You don't have to make it that. Make it, this is what it, you know, just give us a reference yeah. of what it'll feel like. But don't say that you're making some new strain of tuberculosis and you're not. Or or some biological agent. Yes. 
It's not that difficult, people. It's not that difficult. It really isn't. So, um, right. We also so, get. Um, is this where we also get? Oh, this is where we find out. That, by the way, both uh, Curtis and Felicity are also chemical engineers. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because yeah, she is. Um, she, they're like the cyclic, cyclic, whatever it is, decays fast. So blah 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 blah. We can track it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so she's they're chemical engineers as well as electrical and mechanical engineers. Yeah, it's they know all the sciences. Yeah. yeah. Um so then we cut to City Hall and uh Renee is Oh no! This I think we we already talked about. Wait, wait, wait. It was just we already talked about that. I think we go right to the. Oh no! We find out that they're once again Felicity quickly tracks the whatever it is, and they find out that this time the call is not coming from inside the house, but at the Robert Queen Tech building or something like that. Correct. Um, and then we rush over there. And it looks like it's it's the full team. It's everybody except Felicity. And it looks like Oliver has dressed in his green arrow togs. Yeah. There was a point where um, we had one arrow layer scene um, where Oliver and Felicity are talking. And they are, he's, you know, once again, getting broody about, you know, he mentions that there was a message for Thea to, that is oh right and yeah. that whole thing and, and, and um that's where he talks about uh prometheus is trying to tear down everything that we do right and he's like this isn't about your dad anymore it's about you and you inspire people and you save the city right and he's like well um and she's like why haven't you yeah and also why aren't you putting on your hood yet why yeah. aren't you back to being you and he's like well i you know it's all emo and he's big um and she reminds him she's like you've you've saved the city multiple times over get over yourself yeah, yeah. she's like you are the green arrow be the green arrow right. that i know you are yes the best green arrow you can be and here's a sack launch i pack exactly um, now take and that's why he shows up wearing the green arrow garb and they uh they're told like Curtis and Dinah, I think are up on the roof. Uh, they are where Samson is. Samson is. So Oliver dig and Renee start running up the stairwell. I guess it's a fairly short, a very, it, it's a small building because they're going up the stairwell. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that we know that Prometheus does like elevators. Correct. So right. maybe they so, appear yeah, to have learned something. Yeah, so they're going up the stairwell, and then they see some goons and Prometheus. Like Prometheus is there holding the knife, and Oliver's like, "He's mine, you know." And he and like and he, he gets the knife. He has Prometheus up against a wall, like within about two seconds. And I thought it wasn't Prometheus. <laughs> I thought it was just somebody else dressed up in the Prometheus outfit. Right. I thought it was going to turn out to be Samson in the Prometheus outfit. Yeah, it could have been. We, we hadn't didn't know at but, this point yet seen Samson. 
Yeah. But we know so, there are people on the roof. And so Dig and who was Renee and Renee and like Curtis go up to the roof and Dinah starts Dinah's on the No, D- Curtis is already on yeah, the roof. Curtis is on, I'm sorry. Curtis is already on the roof. Dinah is already see, on the roof. We see some scenes of kicking butt. Like that's basically what happens. There's some scenes of the good guys kicking butt. And the only thing that's important in these scenes is that after that, we see Renee face off against Samson and Renee does his usual thing where he takes his two pistols and he points them vaguely in the direction of somebody and he presses the triggers and bullets fly out. <laughs> like the way guns operate. Yeah. And he puts about eight bullets in Samson in various places. Mostly Samson's arms because Samson is for whatever reason doing the same thing that Jeremiah Danvers did and putting his robot arm up in front of his body. Like that's going to stop all the bullets. Right. But Renee puts a number of bullets into Samson. Samson is not hurt, right? It's not that he's not feeling pain. It's that his entire body continues to function. Yeah. He, that nothing seems to slow him down at all. Yeah. And he also seems to have super strength now. Yeah. Well, he did before when he lifted up that full. Well, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm referring to yeah, the whole Yeah. And he's choking Renee and then Dinah comes and screams at him. And, you know, because it's sonic force, he's, you know, he falls down and he's pushed away from Renee. And then uh, dig with one of those wrap the wires around you thingies, which for once works. This is the only time I've seen one of those things work for longer than three seconds. It's like a bolo. Yeah. 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 But every other time they're used in this show or any other show, the person immediately snaps out of it, cuts out of it, does something. It's like, it's never effective until now. Payoff. <laughs> yes. Um, Oliver and uh, Prometheus are fighting. Somehow Prometheus, like Oliver doesn't take the opportunity when Prometheus is up against a wall and he's got a hold of his arm to break his arm. Like he doesn't do anything like that, right. uh, which he should. They fight Prometheus throws him downstairs and then Oliver throws Prometheus over himself. And then, Prometheus takes off his mask and it actually is Adrian chase. And he like kicks Oliver's bow out of the way and he pulls out a sword. And then, uh, Oliver says that his mother is also named Martha. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. They're circling each other like sharks. And Adrian is like, how could you think you could beat me? We were both trained by the same league of shadows. Which is, by the way, dumb because Oliver's gotten more training since then. Yeah. Um, and it should also be mentioned while this is all going on, the fight and everything, Curtis is on the roof. And what he is doing is he is trying to reprogram the, um, the device that they're going to use to spread the virus throughout the air. Yeah. Because that's how they're going to deploy. The, right, I, it's I basically a big, the the com- a big germ bomb. Yeah, the big yeah. germ bomb. Right, and of course Curtis does in fact disarm it. That's right. <laughs> and they ask him how how is he feeling, and he goes, "I'm terrific." I've been yeah, I've, I've, for I've been, a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. <sighs> so we get back to 
Yeah, they're you know they're still fighting. And Prometheus says something about his dad's legacy, and Oliver's like, "You don't know about your dad's legacy. What you don't know is that your father was going to disown you, not because you're illegitimate, but because you're crazy. My dad may have been a lot of things, but he would have never given up on me." And this crushes Prometheus, and he kneels down and he puts his sword down and he says, "Do it." And Oliver says. I'm not going to kill you, but I am going to bring you to justice. Now, we all know that Prometheus is hiding William somewhere. And apparently, Oliver and Thea never thought about is, this dude is clearly scared of Prometheus, right? He's like, Prometheus told me to give you this thumb drive. No one ever thought to say, did Prometheus also tell you to tell us that his dad was going to disown him? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, So we cut back to the arrow lair. Oliver's like, we should celebrate. I, I still keep waiting for the shoe to drop about William. Spoiler, we don't get that in this episode. Nope, nothing about him or any uh, sort of inquiries from anybody on the team. Like, well, well there, there was a thing where Oliver asked Felicity whether she could find Samantha and William, and she said no. And he said, well, Felicity Smoke can't find him. I feel a lot more confident about Prometheus not being able to find him. This is another one of those, I can hack anything I want, but I can't hack that moment. Correct. Because of the two of them, Felicity Smoke is far more skilled uh, than Prometheus is at doing the kind of things that you need to do. Um, or is she? Ooh, uh, <laughs> Um, so then we cut to the hearing. Well, Oliver first gives Thea the, the thumb drive that has the clip from her right. father, from the father to her. Right. And she watches it and it's very inspiring. Right. Whatever. But he, and he's like, you got to leave the past in the past. Blur. You gotta, and you're stronger than Oliver. He's going to lean on you and he can get through anything with his sister by his side. Right. Right. And then we, then we cut to the hearing. Nope. Right. First, we go nope. to Lian Yu, and oh, he's right. building the the bonfire. He built a very large bonfire, or a very very large structure. Wouldn't you know? I would have had him totally uh, help me before he left. It would have been smart. And then he, somebody shoots him with a tranquilizer, and the last thing he sees before he passes out is Dolph Lundgren saying. <laughs> You're not going to make your boat back and then hitting him in the face. Yes, I must break you. <laughs> All right. So once again, uh, disbelief at the fact that cutting into this guy's neck with a knife did not kill him faster than he could be saved. Correct. And now he has recovered and... Found out that Oliver was going to Lian Yu. Got to Lian Yu himself. And here's the thing. Yes, he could have also gotten a Cessna or a boat. But Lian Yu is a secret island, mm-hmm. right? Anatoly had been there, but I doubt had coordinates to get back. Oliver did have coordinates to get back. Yeah. How did Dolph Lundgren's character get those coordinates to get back. How did he get back so quickly? Because they got to the Island either at the same time or before. And I have to think it was at the same time because if they'd gotten there before, Anatoly would have also been involved in that ambush. And he was not right. 
and then found Oliver. It's I'm going to say it, it's it's a Gilligan's Island guest star situation. So, Phil Silvers? <laughs> exactly. Phil Silvers and uh, Joanne Worley land on the other side of the island. Right. And uh, they, after um, Anatoly has left, so they, you know, walk across, yeah. they trek across the island, come up, so that and they can come up behind Oliver and dart him. There were so many locations on that island. Now, Lianyu is not a big island, but it's also not, it's also not small enough that you could easily walk across it. <laughs> All right. They did this to stretch out the broad, right? The whole reason that Dolph Lundgren is coming back is because they felt that they needed some more flashback filler. And this entire Bratva flashback has felt like filler. It is only relevant because in this season, Oliver needed to contact Bratva people. So we needed to have more of a backstory on that. Right. Uh, It's, it's just been awful this whole time. This part of it feels completely unnecessary. It ended two episodes ago. We didn't care about it. We were glad to see it gone. The fact that it's come back because they're like, oh, no, Dolph Lundgren survived, and now you've got to fight and kill him again is just. It's ridiculous. It's insulting. It is insulting, especially when we've seen people with far less severe injuries die and not come back. Yes. The mysterious wound in the torso. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That just completely destroys you. Or doesn't. Or doesn't. It, it's yeah, we don't know. But when you get stabbed in the neck, <laughs> right? And he cut. Yes, he cut, and like he what like dropped him, and then two seconds later walked out of the room so Greasy Ponytail could save him. Yeah, no. <sighs> okay, we have to be at, at something like one forty-five oh. for this total show at this point. We're at probably like one one thirty-eight. Okay, so we're let's almost, try to wrap. Yeah, this we're up almost really there. We're almost there. Our longest episode. So yet. we cut to uh, City Hall. Long story short, Renee's a no-show. Right. Uh, I do just want to point out that uh, the day players that they got in that scene awful. The, the woman who played the judge was awful. Yes. Yeah. Like she was terrible. I did not believe a word coming out of her mouth. Why should we have to wait and take the time when other people have bothered to show up on time? That's a pretty good imitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and that that's it. Renee's a no show. Quentin looks disappointed and upset. His daughter looks upset. The day player is terrible. Cut back to City Hall, a different part of City Hall. Oliver's giving a press conference about his dad. Admits his dad was a murderer and in the same breath said, but the last time I saw him, he did something very courageous so that I could live. I could come back. I could leave a better legacy and I could blah, blah, blah. And as he's giving this speech, we cut to Adrian Chase. In a glass. Being held in a glass room. A, la, a little glass room la, that's in a bigger room. Yeah, all of uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. But they put a big, a really nice 
large flat screen TV so Renee can watch the press conference. Or not Renee. So uh, Adrian can watch the press conference. And he does a villain smile. Yes. And that's it. The one other thing I want to bring up, because we didn't bring it up before, is that Samson and Prometheus are working together. But Adrian Chase put Samson behind bars. So either Samson doesn't know who Prometheus is, or Adrian Chase came up to him one day and said, Okay, I'm going to put you away for a while, but then keep the secret. You're going to keep. You're going to get out soon, right? And then you're going to be working for me. I'd say yes. I say that. Yeah, I say that, and we say that because we have no faith in the writers of Arrow. <laughs> Speed looking at you big time, buddy. You got to give us better than this. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a filler episode from top to bottom. It was. Just terrible. Nobody liked it. Nope. Why did you force this upon us? And again, you you can do filler. You can do a filler episode. It can be done, and it can be done well. And it can be in- yeah, yeah. It can it can be good. Yeah. It can be good. Um, but that's it. And now it's time for plugs. Yeah. And we we're gonna we we're gonna try to do these quickly because this is a long episode. Yep, I'm gonna okay. Do you want me to start, Patrick? Go. I'm just gonna say. Cling Tank, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've said it before, i said it again, It's we discuss anything and everything under the sun except politics, uh, while making signature cocktails and having a good old time. It's a conversation you don't want to miss, so come be a part. Cling Tank. All right. Uh, the Cling Tank, by the way, also has a Patreon, yes. where, uh, among other rewards, you can appear on the Cling Tank. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get that money. And now I will turn over. To, I'll turn it over to myself. How about that? <laughs> Great. There we go. And another show that Patrick is on, which we call Hisma or how I spent my allowance. It's where uh, a diverse panel of people, all of whom have played D and D before. Uh, some of whom have just finished reading their first D and D novel. Patrick is raising his hands. Uh, discuss old D and D novels. When you're hearing this right now, we're currently in the middle of discussing Ed Greenwood's Spellfire. When this is done, we're going to move on to Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman's Dragons of Autumn Twilight, which is the first book of the Dragonlance Chronicles. And we'll talk about this more on the show, but it's also the book that sort of launched the TSR novel publishing uh, industry. But we'll talk about that more later. It's a good time. There are tangents. There are less, there are fewer tangents and they seem to be somewhat more on topic than the tangents on this show. Uh, but that's what we've got now. If excuse me, you want to support the show and you want more content because we're not uh, we're not asking you to give something for nothing, especially in these trying times. Exactly. But if you want to support the show and you want more content, you can head over to patreon.com slash clog productions. That's L L A W. It's actually not clog productions. It's patreon.com slash clog That's L L A W G Y F F E S. If you're searching for us on Patreon, it's L L A W space. G-Y-F-F-E-S. There are currently five levels of support. The high, At the highest level of support, you can choose a non-DC show. Patrick and I will review that for you. You can do that once a month. And uh, if you really want to, we will also let you be on that show. Yeah. Now, 
uh, at this point, of course, it's going to be virtually. <laughs> uh, hopefully at some point we can all resume our normal lives, but we'll see when that is. Um, the big, the big thing I want to plug for the Patreon are the different goals. There are many, many, many monthly dollar amount goals set up. And with each one of them, you get some kind of new content or at the very least some way to interact with us, which will include undoubtedly include generating its own content. You interact with us. We interact with you. That's a little bit of new content for everybody. Um, At our most, uh, I think our most ridiculous level, which is $6,500 a month Uh, at $6,500 a month, uh, Patrick and I will record once per month, an episode of the morning douche with big D (laughs) with big D and then the gooch. gooch. Uh, You can look forward to that. But before you get to that, there's the, um, there's the Firefly musical. There's extra content from Hisma. There's the review of Gotham. There's, as I've already mentioned, going back and reviewing all of the Arrowverse, including the parts I didn't get to. There's going back to the old episodes where I have that weird brushing against the mic noise. I'm very sorry about that. And re-reviewing those so you can listen to them without the mic noise. But first, also, like first <laughs> uh, also Patrick will be there. At our very first uh, monthly dollar amount goal, $50 a month, which we are only $37 away from. Oh, so close. So close. Patrick and I will review the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons. And when we're done with that, we'll turn our attention to Batman, Brave, and the Bold. Folks, you want that content. We, we want to give <laughs> All you have to do. All We are so desperate to watch a good DC show at this point. <laughs> I will all you have to do is get us up to $50 a month and you get that content. Yes. Get us there. We'll get us. And with that, as we have finally come to the end of this, I'm going to say it's hour 45. I I think this is going to be an hour 45. An hour 45. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we We did. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.